0: Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, dog lovers. Kate Fairweather here with a new episode of Dogs with Jobs, the podcast that celebrates the key workers of the canine world. Perhaps you are sitting in your garden with a cup of tea, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. Or perhaps you're heading out for a walk. Here's what I've got for you today and it's a bit of a red letter day today because we're meeting a very special dog called Breck. I mean, they're all special, of course, the working dogs that we meet, but this is a particularly special dog. He is a guide dog. He's a golden retriever, as many guide dogs are. Uh, Labradors and retrievers are very common breeds to be very suitable for guiding. Now, I've never met a guide dog before, and so I'm fascinated to meet Breck. And uh, I'm about to head off for a cup of tea outside, of course, with John Wellsman, who Breck has guided for his entire working life. And I'm not even sure what word to use because owner doesn't explain the relationship. Handler doesn't seem quite right. You know, words like operator or user seem all wrong when you're talking about a sentient dog. Uh, So maybe that's something we can ask john because he is something of an expert on all things guide dogs he's worked with guide dogs in his life breck is not his first guide dog um, so he can give us some personal insight into working with a dog but he also has something of a strategic bird's eye view of the whole subject when it comes to guide dogs because he works for guide dogs for the blind association It's been around since the early 30s and um, I associate, and I don't know if you do, with the life-size dog-shaped collection boxes that used to sit at doorways of shops when I was a kid. We always used to argue about who got to put the money in the Guide Dogs for the Blind collection box. Now, the other thing to know about John is he's my editor. He edits Dogs With Jobs. So this interview could be a little meta, as uh, he will have a much higher awareness of being interviewed as we both volunteer with Peterfield Shine Radio. Having said that, we haven't met before because of COVID. The other thing that's happened over the last year is that Breck has actually retired from guiding. So that gives us a chance to look at the whole arc of the career and how Breck's working life differs from his relaxed golden retirement years, which he's in now. So let's go. I'm going to leave my garden, hop in my car, go and sit in John's garden (laughs) and uh, find out all about Breck and his working life. Now I'm sitting in the sunshine... With John Wellsman in his garden, and also with Jan and also with Breck. Tell us about Breck, John.
1: So, Breck has just retired as uh, my guide dog of eight years. So, he retired, uh, we're recording now in April, and it was back last October. Right. And uh, he is my guide dog or was my guide dog well I still consider him my guide dog but he's (laughs) my retired guide dog and walking around the town people still think of him as a guide dog in Um, Petersfield in Petersfield yeah Um, and he's a golden retriever he's 35 kilograms so he's a large dog Uh, and he's a a very cuddly friendly sociable um, I'd say ambassadorial guide dog
0: okay and when did you first meet?
1: so we met back in July 2012 so my previous dog to Breck Sorrel, who was a half shepherd half golden retriever and a story in her own right um, <laughs> retired back in the February so I had a period of time without a dog and then Joe Hamer who's my uh, one of my guide dog mobility uh, specialists came and said look we've got a new dog for you can I bring him round to show you and that's part of the 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 whole process which obviously we can talk about but the part of that is to introduce the dog to the person because obviously there's nothing worse than being introduced to a dog and it just really is not going to work it's a bit like personalities relationships you know
0: so how were you matched and of course you work for
1: guide dogs dogs. yeah
0: so you've got a whole professional level of knowledge through your job i know talk to me about breck and how how were you matched and okay. how, how does that process work
1: i suppose there's two sides to that process is the process of assessing the dog so through breck's life up to the point that i met him he would have been puppy raised so there okay. would have been a puppy raiser who would have had certain exercises to do with breck and would have been developing his social skills and his skills on transport and the like mm-hmm. Alongside that, there would have been an assessment process, which, which iteratively changes over time, <laughs> but the essence of which is guide dogs coming to me and talking to me about my lifestyle. What am I doing? Where am I working? What, what do I need to do to get to work, come home again for me?
0: So is that almost building a profile of your life? Yes. And looking at Who, the where do, and... where
1: do I live? What's my family relationships like? Right. Um, do it's I have very other pets? individual? Then it is. It's, it's person centred, mm-hmm. and it's a case of looking at what's going to work for me. So it's then obviously the process of marrying the two up and finding a dog that's going to fit what I need and obviously um, what I do does that work for the dog?
0: I realise that he wasn't with you during his training but was he trained with you in mind all the way through or is this something that comes in in the last stages of puppy training?
1: So there will be a basic level of training obviously that's based on the dog's character but the the, the principle of guiding as a guide dog will do is a basic principle for all guide dogs and then it's additional to that it's advanced training so once they get to know his potential in terms of his character they will then look on the the waiting list to see who matches that and then obviously there's there's elements of tailoring that to meet the individual's needs
0: right and what's he like temperamentally
1: so he's laid back easygoing um he he's always been how he is now very very calm gentle dog all his life He's, he's perfect for me working for guide dogs because obviously I don't want to turn up somewhere with this <laughs> revel of a dog. <laughs> um, so so he's, he's, he's a really good ambassador dog. So yeah, I'd say he's sort of temperamentally, he's, he's a very laid back, approachable dog, very friendly. Uh, but, 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 but he's his own master in a way. He's not a dog who gets in people's faces or other dogs' faces. He's quite happy with his, he's confident and has his own, you know, way of doing things and he's, he'll take it, things or leave them.
0: Yeah, I can see this. He's, he's standing in the sun, and Jan's giving him a little stroke as we sit in the garden. Wind chime's going, and it's a very peaceful scene. Yeah. Talk to me about the job. What does he do?
1: The basic principle around mobility for a vision-impaired person is to use a long cane. Uh, and a long cane um, is great, and you might have seen people walking around with them with a long white cane. And the point is that you detect an obstacle and then move around it, mm-hmm. but your environment um, is very alien to you. So unless it's a route that you take every day and you know off by heart, um, it can change. So a vehicle might be parked on the pavement or suddenly there's roadworks and you've got to detect that with your cane and interpret it. So the benefit of a guide dog is one, to avoid those obstacles. So if there is suddenly a bollard in the middle of the pavement, he's going to walk me around it. But also the dog will do some interpretation. So if we're coming up to something like a van parked on the pavement, he may treat it what, like what's called an off-curb obstacle, e.g. his, his uh, motivation will be to go around the outside of the vehicle, into the road, back round and back onto the pavement again. So he will do some interpretation and understanding of the environment for me. So if it's a regular route, he will just be confident about it. I can relax a bit more. I'm not having to think about bumping into things all the time because he will do some of that interpretation of the environment for me.
0: Which is interesting because I asked a touch earlier and you said it was an interesting question. Are you driving the dog or does the dog drive you? Who's it? i mean i'm assuming obviously you're in charge but Mm -hmm. how does that dynamic work talk me through walking down to petersfield down the causeway
1: so there there are two sides to that so there is it is it is what's called a partnership and Mm -hmm. and there it is definitely a partnership it's not just a a piece of terminology that we've come up with that sounds nice um (laughs) so the partnership is i'm in control yeah so to some degree and a lot of the training is to do with knowing where i'm going so for the majority of guide dog owners they will have fixed routes they will have a route they do every day down to the shops down to tesco near here maybe to the station or something and that will be a route that they will be trained to do with with an instructor with Breck and myself, it's slightly different because, because of my job, I travel to places I don't know. Breck is a little more competent, a little more capable of, of adapting himself to unknown environments. So for Breck, then, it's, it's actually then thinking about the environment and thinking about what he's got to do. So his job is to interpret the environment and make sure I'm safe. My job is to have some knowledge of that. So. Okay. Yeah, so
0: you're deciding. You're aware of what might come up. Yes, and he's reacting to an obstacle in a physical way. Yeah,
1: but 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 so it's a partnership. He's protecting me in doing some interpretation. I've got to do some homework, so I can't necessarily just turn up somewhere without knowing what i'm getting myself into so there will be a bit of preparation for me in, in saying well i'm going to london today i'm going to go to canary wharf how do i get to canary wharf what transport might i use and what might i expect from breck or what might i need to support him with mm-hmm. and supporting's part of that so supporting for, for breck is me sometimes stopping him him sitting down and me giving him a cuddle yeah. or a stroke just to just to give him some reassurance and comfort that we're doing this together and that I'm giving him a bit of space just to think about things and, you know, he might get something slightly wrong and instead of pushing him on and on and on, I'll stop and just give him a cuddle and just give him a bit of a breather.
0: So you're very aware of his, what's going on in his mm. mind. Yeah. Yeah. And is that something that developed over years, it I mean, takes eight a, years? That's.
1: Well, it, it, it's estimated it takes about a year for you really to settle down as a partnership. Mm. So you, you obviously build the foundation of that quite quickly within the first five weeks of training and maybe the, the next few weeks of getting to know the dog the first quarter of the year. Mm. And then the rest of it really is, is honing those skills in and, and getting, you know, even down to walking along with the harness and getting a sense of if his movement changes. I detect that change and i detect what that change might mean it might mean i'm going up or down a step it might mean that he's just about to turn because he preempts something by making certain type of movement and i know that he may be going to do something i might then preempt him or i might just go with it because that's what i want to do
0: okay so it sounds quite organic it is growing together yes
1: but i but i'm an advanced guide dog owners so some people they may not have that level of skill but then they would have a dog that's more robust maybe so that actually there's less reliance on them to have to interpret the dog's movement they still it's still important the, the basic function still the same but they they may just go to the shops and back again so a degree of of understanding the nuances of 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 their dog's behaviour may be less important yeah they may still pick it up but but for Breck, you know, going to places I don't know, expecting him to go into environments he doesn't know that he's not had pre knowledge of. You know, he of course, it's going to be a dog that's got a lot more nous about them.
0: And is he intelligent?
1: <laughs> that's a good question. I would suggest that he is. How you measure dogs' intelligence is quite difficult, but because he does have a dynamic life and did up to the point he retired so he's adaptable Mm. then I would say that does require intelligence for the dog because they have to interpret what's going on around them
0: has he got better over time
1: if you know what I mean because your
0: relationship's obviously closer you're getting presumably a more nuanced understanding of each other
1: yeah yeah I I think it's a bit of both I think it's enough it's as much my developing my skills with him as him developing his skills for me so i think it's a partnership thing again i think we both developed in our own ways over that period of time and of course that's the difficult bit when they come to retire because you've built this long-term relationship up like any good relationship and it suddenly comes to an end so suddenly you know the the guiding that that person that dog was doing you're going back to square one if i have a dog tomorrow a new dog of course, I'm going to have to start from scratch and learn it all again, and it, and it will be learning it all again. There may be the basic skill set there, but I'm still going to have to learn that dog and learn that dog's quirks and, and build confidence up in that dog by my handling and my, the, the way I interact with that dog.
0: So you sound like you have quite a sense of responsibility towards your dog.
1: I do, yes. And I think you know we we, we as an organisation try and instil that into people, that it is a partnership. So it's Mm -hmm. not just about hitching the dog up to a harness and expecting it to get you from A to B without any input. You've got to put some input into that. You've got to work with that dog, develop its understanding, its relationship with you, um, develop it in terms of its confidence. So if the dog doesn't feel confident, that you're going to be there to support the dog's confidence, and, and help the dog along.
0: Which sounds incredibly multifaceted to me. It's like a coach, aren't you? As yeah. well as being an owner, as well as being a companion, as yes. well as having your own vulnerabilities with yes. him.
1: There are layers to that yeah. that relationship. You know, it's not just him guiding me and that's the end of it You know, the, the, there are lots of subtleties around that lots of subtleties around his relationships with other people, people he knows, people he doesn't know so well places he knows really well, places he doesn't know so well, situations he likes, situations he doesn't like yeah. and the degree to which I need to then support him because you know I can I can support him in tricky situations. And if I support him well enough, he's going to feel confident to guide me.
0: And he's going to get better because yeah. his confidence will increase. Yeah. How's the relationship with Jan and with your family, people close to you that you see a lot of?
1: Well, I think that's the interesting thing. Over the six guide dogs I've had, I think they have different relationships with different, different parts of the family. So Breck's relationship with Jan is... is um very different to his relationship with me in terms of working and in terms of my social relationship with him so jan's with his relationship is a lot more what i describe as fluffy (laughs) i'm gonna (laughs) use the word fluffy Um, so jan is a lot more forgiving of him than i am so if there's something he wants comfort he'll go to jan Because he thinks he might get away with it. This is my interpretation I hasten to add, because Jen sat here, and I'm sure she'd have a different opinion about it. But that's also... her head. <laughs> <laughs> so ahead. So he will, he will have a different relationship with her, and that's great. Because you know, well, that's is, nice for him, I yeah, guess.
0: It's absolutely. diversity, yeah. isn't it? At it's home, and daddy relationship. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. You've got to have, he's got to have those, he, he builds those individual relationships. Bre- Breck is a very quiet dog, he doesn't vocalize much. Occasionally, he will stand outside the back door and bark because he wants to come in, but generally, he doesn't vocalize at all. But he'll bump into Donna, Jan's daughter, and he will be howling and hollering and everything, but oh, he doesn't wow. do that with us. You know, so he has a very different dynamic with other people than he does with us. And, and he's characteristically will be different with them.
0: So I'm just, I mean, he gave a good old bark when I came mm. in. It was in no way a guard doggy kind no. of keep out bark at all.
1: No, it was a surprise was that, that, a that you'd surprised... t- someone turned up in our garden. <laughs> <laughs> Who's That's... that person? So I'm going to go and say hello to them.
0: That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tell me about when you're walking along. It, I hadn't appreciated it was a hard harness. Why is it a hard harness? T- to Tell me about the practicalities.
1: So the harness needs to be rigid because I need to get some feedback from the dog as to what's going on. So the harness will have... Uh, as people might. So it's perceive. sending
0: messages up to you.
1: So with the harness, it's got two prongs that come out of the, 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 the shoulders of the dog, where the harness is in the shoulders of the dog, go up to a handle. And I'm getting a lot of feedback from that. So obviously, if the harness is too soft there's not enough the... rigidity in it for me to get a sense of what the dog's doing so i've used a soft harness and i've used a heart the standard hard harness and the soft harness is fine for the occasional situation where i might be getting from the car into a building or something but i wouldn't want to use that as for him guiding me for more than about five minutes because it just doesn't give me enough information right. so the harness needs to be fairly tight to the dog's body so i'm i'm getting a lot of feedback
0: yeah Breck is presumably on duty when he's in his harness. Mm-hmm. So is that the equivalent of putting on a uniform? Does he have a clear set of signals that he's on guiding duty, if you like, work, so the, yeah. as opposed to relaxation? How, how does that work? How- so
1: the three levels, I would say, very loosely. So there there is the bit, as he is now, he's just got a bell collar on so I can hear him, so it jangles when he moves around. Um, he's, got, he's not doing anything else, he's just a pet. He's a well-behaved pet, you know, um, highly trained pet, but he's just <laughs> lying down, chilling out. Yeah. Put a lead on him, and then he's uh, a well-behaved dog. So if we take him out, he will behave himself, walk to heel, lie down, sit when he's told to do so. If, if we're in a restaurant or something where I've taken his harness off, he will still be well-behaved because he's on his lead, and he knows that. Then if I put the harness on, he's slipped into working mode. He knows immediately that he's got to start working. His job is to guide, uh, and then he will automatically switch into that. So, you know, as soon as I pick the harness up, he would automatically stand ready to
0: go. When he's on duty, mm. do you think it's tiring for him? Do you... How, how hard is he working? How... I mean, you're both alert mm. when you're out and about because you've both got... The job to do, in effect, haven't I he?
1: think, on average, we think that a guide dog mostly works about a couple of hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the majority of time, the guide dog is off duty. People sometimes think that a guide dogs in the harness all the time. You know, most of the time, Brecky's not in his harness. So yeah. if I'm on the train, he's not in his harness. So if you I'm, take the harness off him? I take the him. harness off him. Keep the lead on, take the harness off him. So he then's got time to relax. He knows that we're not going to be working imminently. He can relax, he can chill out. If we're in a meeting for a couple of hours, taking his harness off gives him time to settle down and gives him time to just, just be, you know, chill out before the next round of going out and doing something. The harness is the bit where he's working and that's, you know, some people it's more than two hours, but for the majority of people it's, you know, it's periodically two hours over a day.
0: And we were talking earlier about, you know, that in your previous job you were out and about a lot, navigating mm. public transport, all of that kind of thing. Mm. So that's pretty busy and varied, isn't mm. it? And yet your life has changed since you've changed jobs. How, how has that played out with Breck?
1: i suppose for breck it means he's got less to do um covid meant that 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 life for a lot of us had changed quite dramatically so he was due to retire at the same time as covid came in so it, it to some degree it's been a natural transition from him working and me traveling to me not working working from home and him retiring around the same time so It's it's actually been more a natural transition for both of us. For me, because I'm not travelling around, of course, I'm not in need of a dog so much. Now, the downside to that is that, that I'm waiting for a replacement dog... And, of course, I don't know what my life's going to be like once COVID lifts in terms of the expectations of of work, in terms of travel. It will be less than it was before because my job's changed. We're in Petersfield. We used to live in Guildford, and Guildford is a a different place to Petersfield. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more relaxed around here. So I think the advantage for me and the development I need to do for myself in, in having a guide dog is more social, getting out socially, going out for nice comfortable walks you know uh, taking advantage of of working from home um going down to the lake having a cup of tea or a cup of coffee down at the, the lake and having a wander around there you know more more interaction for me with people uh, I know locally so i think it's a change of focus and i'm going to have to think about that a bit and develop that but that's going to be a change of focus for my dog so when i had my assessment the assessment was about what am i going to what's john like in petersfield what's john going to do now he's changed his job so you know that's all factored into it
0: i was very interested in your first dog Mm. and the difference between not having a dog and having a dog
1: yes so so about that i I was partially sighted up to the age of 12 lost my sight at the age of 12 through something called glaucoma over the next five years my eyesight deteriorated rapidly and uh, i learned to use a long cane which is one of those long white um poles that sometimes you see a blind person walking with waving backwards and forwards and at that time one of the members of the staff's husband was a guide dog trainer and said you know had you thought about having a guide dog which i hadn't thought about um and had a go of one got on very well subsequently left school and, did, and learned to be a piano tuner uh, and I had quite a big round and actually at the same time as learning to be a piano tuner I I had my first guide dog a German shepherd called Quince and he was an advantage because he was very very intelligent could take me to every house remembered every client I had as a piano tuner He had his moments, so if I upset him in any way, he would walk me through every puddle he could find, (laughs) which was one of his quirky things, and sometimes they were quite deep puddles. Um, So um, he had his moments, um, but he was fantastic, and and it was, um, you know, I, I think if I'd been having to get around piano tuning with a long cane, I would have done it, but it would have been so much harder. You know, the advantage with Quince, I could switch off to some degree, think about my next job, think about getting there, and leave him to do the guiding. So it was a big moment having a guide dog, big um, liberation. I think, you know, guide dogs are liberating. They're not for everybody, and I'm not saying every blind person would benefit from a guide dog, but, you know, for me, it, it has been liberating having a dog. It's given me a lot more independence, a lot more social contact. You know, it's not just about him being a mobility aid but it's about meeting people and of course people are interested in guide dogs and interested in bumping into him and talking you know about Breck and his predecessors you know so it's a fantastic way of getting to meet people
0: and we're looking at Breck enjoying the sunshine on Mm. the grass over there (laughs) looking very chilled out and he's obviously in his golden retirement Mm. Are you enjoying having him as a pet?
1: We are, yes, yes. I mean, he's reverted to being back to being a dog. <laughs> Sensible, you know, guide dog behaviors disappeared and he'll sniff every lamppost. Uh, <laughs> he's much more retrieverish in terms of being a bit more obstinate about doing certain things I want to do, or, you know, um, whereas he was a bit more compliant when he was a guide dog. But, you know, he's, he's enjoying himself and that's the main thing you know he is being becoming a dog again and he is doing the things that he wants to do um he has a fantastic relationship with jammer wife she's enjoying him more as as her maybe being more her dog now than than him being my dog i'm still i still have a purpose
0: interesting oh my goodness Yeah.
1: So I'm still the master in terms of his relationship with me, but but Jan is much more his buddy and, you know, he can cuddle up to her and get his own way with Jan. (laughs) Because Jan's Jan's very easygoing as far as Breck's concerned. Um, So, you know, he, he, he takes full advantage of that.
0: I'm guessing it's probably a great pleasure to relax and to see him relax, though
1: it is as yeah, well. yeah yeah and it's the first dog i've had as a retired dog all of all my previous dogs i've had to farm out to friends and family and things because we haven't had the capacity to keep the dog um of with travel and things like that it wasn't practical okay. but with breck yeah we can keep him he's having a lovely life here in petersfield petersfield is a, a very dog com- dog focused community isn't it and you know he <laughs> just is. fits right in there with all the other dogs
0: and Will you have another guide dog?
1: Yes, so I'm and, waiting and for And what placement. will happen
0: with, with that? You'll have them both, Breck yes. as a pet? Yes, so,
1: so Breck will um, be the, the, the grandmaster and uh, obviously have some influence over the new dog and he'll <laughs> teach the dog um, bad bad habits and things like that. No, I'm sure Breck will be fine with it. As long as the dog's laid back, yeah. otherwise Breck's going to put it in its place. Uh, he doesn't suffer fools, Breck. Um, but they'll get along fine. And that's factored into the assessment for a new dog that I've got a retired guide dog. And mm. I'm sure the first five minutes, Brett's going to go, hang on a second. Why is he going out in the harness and not me? <laughs> but I think he'll soon suddenly go, "Oh no, it's all right. I'll stay with Jan and I'll cuddle up to Jan uh, and, and you can go off with your new dog. Um, but I think, you no, know, I think it'll be all right.
0: And well-deserved.
1: And well-deserved, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And it's <laughs> going to be really exciting to have a new dog. Uh, and it'll encourage me to get back out again. You know, Covid has meant being at home quite a lot and I think I need to get out there for my own sanity as much as anything.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed meeting Breck and John as much as I did. I was fascinated by the whole symbiotic relationship that the two of them have. I was particularly struck by that when John was describing how he would plan a route and then Breck in effect, helps him implement that plan by guiding him through that physical environment that John's planned out. Um, There's a kind of indivisibility to the relationship that was very striking. Most people that I've spoken to about working their dogs, it's been more following instructions from the handler. This is different because there's an element of anticipating each other. And it was, I felt, a question of looking out for each other. There's more complexity to it and more shared endeavour going on than I've seen in anyone else I've spoken to. So what are we doing next month? The answer is... I've got three options for next month's episode, which will be live on the live stream on the last Tuesday of the month. You can find us at shineradio.uk forward slash dogs with jobs. We're on Facebook. And if you search dogs with jobs, or even Petersfield dogs, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, you should be able to find and subscribe. Please do because then you'll never miss one. I also put in photographs and sometimes even video on our website so do come and visit us at shineradio.uk forward slash dogs with jobs and of course if you work your dog or if you know someone who works their dog or dogs please get in touch there can never be enough dogs in my life you can reach me at team at shineradio.uk have a great month Rise and Shine, with Petersfield's Shine Radio. Rise and shine. Rise
1: and shine. Whatever local information comes in, you'll be the very first to know. You'll
0: feel those ribs expand. OK, and then... I'm doing it, I'm doing Are it. Are you doing it? Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back to Rise and Shine. You're with Alan Koch this morning. What could be better? Good morning, it's good to be with you. I'm Harrison RB. it's the brighter way to start your day in the Petersphere. As long as you're breathing, you're <laughs> <it's> doing OK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, with you, Vicky. That... <laughs> Rise and Shine, weekday mornings from six with Petersfield's Shine Radio. I think that's lovely.